Hi guys, welcome back to the Untitled Gadget Podcast. This is your host for the week, Thrav Bhutani, joined with Harish and Akshay. We're on episode 24. Sorry for the delay in publishing this episode. It's just that life's been getting in the way. And yesterday there was rain in the way, quite literally. Like it was raining hard in Delhi. It was raining hard in Hyderabad. And uh, since we record from home, we don't necessarily have a fully soundproof studio. Uh, and you probably don't want rain in the backdrop. So... Yeah, that's just how the way the cookie crumbles. Uh, but uh, yeah, so how's it going, guys? I mean, we just got you a nice, decent mic like a few weeks ago. Forget studio, man. Yeah, hey, I mean, the, the mic is great, but the mic is too good. It will record like all yeah. the ambient noise around me. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll fart right now and it'll pick it up probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that that can be a test. So, uh, what have you guys been up to other than work? Uh, not a whole lot. Formula One is back, so we've been streaming that. Uh, I'm playing Assassin's Creed Origins again. I bought the Ultimate Edition, so it's fun to get all those legendary swords and all that shit from the get-go. Oh. So yeah, nice. it's been fun. I ha- I've been I've started watching Suits with my wife, mm-hmm. and we're actually technically quite enjoying it quite a bit. I've, I've avoided that show for like what six seven years. and all of a sudden she was watching it randomly and i quite enjoyed it so now it's a thing that we watch one episode every day and i recently finished uh, dragon quest 11 s on the switch the one that harish got for me last year from the us oh shit uh, 65 yeah 65 5 hours later it's finally done nice but yeah nice yeah yeah so i just started one. reading a new book um, it's called istanbul by pamuk it's yeah not exactly the best read for the current world scenario where it's everything is already so melancholic but yeah that's that's all i've been doing lately other than work it's just been a shit ton of work wait um, i have a good book recommendation that's not melancholic mm-hmm. uh, it's called recursion and it's by this author called blake crouch uh he writes a lot of thrillers and this one is just such a crazy book it'll fuck with your mind for sure it has time travel well it fundamentally as a question what is time what if it's not linear that sort of shit it's so it's what is time me confused every single minute oh yeah it will confuse the fuck out of you there's no linear story so yeah. you have to really pay attention but it's I a, mean, a couple of read. yeah a few episodes ago i couldn't keep up with dark i really don't want to read a book that i can't keep up with <laughs> because if i can't keep up with something visually forget reading a book Oh, hey, have you read the King Killer Chronicles? No, that's on my list. I was I just finished that third book in the what was that? Stormlight Archive. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's a great to, great uh, series. Yeah, Brandon Sanderson. What's his name? Right? Saunderson Sanderson. Yeah, Brandon yeah. Sanderson. Yeah, he's single-handedly <laughs> I don't know doing things for the fantasy genre right now. I think in my opinion he's the only the only one who comes close to Tolkien as being a prophetic uh, fantasy yeah. writer not as good obviously tolkien is uh, bap of all fantasy writers but yeah he comes close i mean oh hey tolkien reminds me some of something really funny wasn't it like ubisoft montreal which was given the mandate to uh, beat tolkien in their writing for games so really <laughs> i'm i'm glad you bring it up so i don't know if you guys have heard ubisoft has been going through 
a lot of shit in the past two weeks. Um, and one of the guys was this creative head who had a who had all say on what games Ubisoft develop or they don't develop, right? And uh, so there was this uh, developer from uh, one of the X studios. I forget which one, but he made some really great games. And he um, came up with the concept of a game uh, that involved King Arthur and the Round Table and around that mythology, around King Arthur's uh, story. And to me, that sounds like a great idea. But that guy who was accused of sexual harassment and whatnot at the time, now he is. But at the time, he said that this game better be, be better than Tolkien. If it's not better than Tolkien, we're cancelling the game and they end up cancelling the game. Even though that guy has no clue about making games. He's just some executive taking decisions for developers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's ironic because the actual games based on Middle Earth have been, yeah, so and so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a moronic decision for, by him. But uh, yeah, I mean, he should know nothing can beat Tolkien. I mean, this is what is... So Tolkien wasn't that prolific if you look at it. I, I'm sure Sanderson's work, words, I mean, the amount of words this guy has written must be more than Tolkien. But it's 100%. the... But it's the... The fact that he did it... Yeah, he did it first. I mean, he used the one who had that world building... You know what he called yeah. it? What? He called it a romantic, her- heroic book, something like that. He never called it a fan. He didn't even know that... He yeah. was creating a genre back in the 30s, like when he was yeah. writing this. Yeah. He called it some heroic romantic drama or something like that. He didn't, he didn't know himself. I mean, the guy has invented languages for the book, uh, maps, poems, prose, stuff that, you know, you, a Ubisoft creative head can't really think of on top of his head. So he but needs that's to the, the thing, right? He wasn't a novelist. He was a linguist. Exactly. And that's exactly. why Tolkien's work stands out. It will... In my opinion, it should be in uh, every literature class. To be honest, isn't it? Yeah, already? I think it was that first impact. Not first really. I was ta- I was taught in my in my linguistics class. It was taught to me in wow. college. Yeah. Damn, son. Yeah. All right. So, um, from the untitled literature fiction podcast, let's move back <laughs> to the gadget side of things. Uh, what do we have here for the first? Like, we have the the new Note series. And uh, I think most of all three of us have the Note 20 Ultra with us now, do we not? Still waiting on mine because Hyderabad, logistics, COVID-19, we're all uh, waiting for products. I got mine, yeah. I think, a, a few hours after, or well, not few hours, the very next day after the event got over. I think you also got it, Yeah, right? same, same, same. Like, that's the, I think that's that's the one advantage of being in Delhi. <laughs> but that's also I the fastest we've ever got a Samsung device here. Quickest of any device. I mean, not actually. I mean, keeping phones out from who we get before the phone actually launches, those don't count because that's part of pre embargo stuff. But uh, yeah, this is pretty much the the fastest phone delivery I've ever had in my life for a phone that launched a a night before, not even a day before. Yeah, this is actually quite incredible. So, for (coughs) our listeners, like usually for Samsung, uh, when India launch happens, maybe two or three weeks after the global launch, that's right about when we actually get hold of units. uh, Yeah. Good job, Samsung, seeding out units so quickly and making sure that India is right in line with global embargoes. Thanks for that. Uh, thoughts on the phone, Akshay? I am very confused. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love the color. I'll, I It is particularly big, but it's okay for me. I mean, I'm used to that now. That's um, what she said. Yeah. Oh, 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 that fits in well too. Wait. <laughs> That's what she said as well. <laughs> 
anyway, but uh, yeah, I mean, I like the phone, the color, the size, and uh, everything else about it except the hardware. <laughs> Sorry. Dhruv, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's in a different mood today. But yeah, I, I mean, I really, I'm not really a big fan of the Exynos chipset. Um, uh, I tried it with the S20 Ultra, and I have the same e- throttling issues with the Note 20 Ultra as well. Uh, it doesn't really have great sustained GPU and CPU performance. Uh, at least that's what I figured out with the S20 Ultra. Maybe it's different with Note 20, but I highly doubt it. <coughs> Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's about it, really. I mean, you sum it up pretty well. Uh, my experience so far is uh, one: it's a big honking chunk of aluminium. It's too big. Like it just. That's um, what she said. That's what she said. It does. It does not fit in my hand. Again, that's what she said. That's, welcome uh, to the Untitled Innuendo Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this one's definitely getting an explicit explicit warning. uh under 18s please stay away uh but yeah i mean i love the screen <laughs> hey come on harish come on like <laughs> i know what you're thinking that's not what i meant oh uh, my god the camera i don't know man like um on Post paper up. it's fantastic but the results are not there it's it's just always washed out now this is a little conflicting for me and this again might just come down to the difference between the snapdragon and the exynos version because the photographs that i've seen from the from the us uh, variants are fantastic like they're really good they they've got the typical samsung characteristic where colors are slightly slightly more saturated uh, but yeah all in all like it's a great camera but then the results that i am getting are not very promising heck like i would say that i mean i've dissed oneplus for it but in comparison oneplus isn't doing a very bad job not um, at all uh, i agree so yeah like that's a surprising gripe that i have with this phone other than that like you know it's a standard note like sure it's more powerful it's a little too big it's got the s pen which is fantastic yes they've reduced the latency to what like 9 milliseconds but do i notice it no i don't because it was always nice. already good enough yeah. for scribbling yeah. uh i like the design changes this time around especially around the camera bump like that really chiseled look that they have it's it's really nice uh i really like the texture of the body of the phone for some reason yeah but all said and done is this phone worth 1.4 1,4000 rupees i probably would not buy it because I'm not getting that sense of value out of it. Like, forget about value for money. Generally, like, there's nothing. It, it this phone doesn't wow me in any sense. Yeah, I'll build on that a little bit, knowing what I know of the hardware so far. Um, nobody should be buying this phone for a lakh. It makes no sense. The Exynos 990 is just not worth that. And when I say the Exynos 990 is not worth it, I'm not just saying it because, oh, it's not as fast as the Snapdragon 865. The cores are. it's just one part of what makes the chipset now uh, more often than not you get a lot of ml and ai stuff that's done on device and in that in and in those workloads qualcomm is just dominant um yeah so you're getting a vastly inferior chipset sure it's easy to quantify the cores because that's something that we get to see in benchmarks and we can say oh yeah it's not as fast as this one so it must suck it's just it goes beyond that um 
when you look at the ISP and the DSP that you get on the Exynos 980, it's just not worth it for the kind of money that we're uh, that Samsung is asking for it. It's just not feasible. And credit to Samsung, I think they finally realized that after what five generations of dual sourcing. So I think next year, whatever they release on Exynos will be significantly better than what we had with the S20 and Note 20. So I would not suggest anybody buying the Note 20 Exynos stuff because what you're getting with the Snapdragon is on another level. And I'm going to sound all intelligent and say, oh yeah, I predicted that Exynos will be much better next year. (laughs) Uh, To be honest, uh, this is the same argument that even Samsung throws when it's criticized for the Exynos chipsets that, oh, it'll be significantly better the next year. What people don't realize is that Qualcomm's chipset is also significantly better uh, each and every year. And if you want to take Exynos 990 and 865 into consideration, uh, when I was testing the S20 Ultra, there was a 20% difference in in uh, performance and efficiency. And similarly, and now with the Note 20, while regions like India and most of Asia and even Europe, the chipset remains the same. In the US, they've got the 865 plus. Now that gap has even widened even more now. It was 20% earlier, now it's even more. What annoys me is that you are selling an inferior product for the same price. It just doesn't make sense to me. It does. It just doesn't warrant a price tag like one lakh four thousand. Sure, if you were charging like sixty thousand bucks for it, uh, for the S Note Twenty Ultra, or maybe seventy thousand bucks, I would be fine with it, because you know it's cheaper, significantly cheaper than the US version. But if it's not, and if it's this, and it's the same strategy as a country which has a higher purchasing power than India, then no, I'm sorry, it's, it doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's all valid, uh, but, you know, once again, chiming into what Harish said, uh, generally speaking, benchmark performance is one thing. Performance also, you know, realistically, uh, unless, like, you're gaming all the time, again, I don't necessarily think the Note audience is the gamer audience. They've got other options. Uh, performance is fine. It's not, like, that that the performance is bad, but it's just the other things that Qualcomm does better. And the ISP in particular is, that's that's very, very noticeable. The picture quality is not good on this. Uh, certainly nowhere close to justifying the price tag that this, ha- that this has. And the regular Note 20, that's just, that's bullshit. Like nobody should be buying that phone. Yeah. I, actually, actually, I'll give an example uh, what you're saying about saying from what I used in the past two, three days. I was playing Mario Run. It's not even a graphic intensive game, right? Yeah. And all and and the, and the phone was overheating a lot. Harish, you will experience it as well when you get it. And I was like, okay, fine, maybe you know it's pushing the GPU quite a bit. But when I started taking notes, something the note is supposed to do, it was the same throttling, uh, same level of throttling that I was getting. The phone was so hot that I really could not hold it in my hands. So this, it's not that even. It's concerning for, even for people who are not going to use it for gaming because let's say if you are a Note fan and you use what the Note is supposed to do, A, to take you know take notes, I was facing similar issues throughout the, ti- the time I was using the phone. It was not like, oh, you know, when I'm playing PUBG, it only happens then. It was yeah. happening all throughout. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. problem. See, uh, this whole dual sourcing strategy that they've been doing for six years now is absolutely bullshit. And... I can write 2,000 words on why Samsung LSI, the division at Samsung that actually makes the damn Exynos chipsets, is inherently flawed. The way they do business is just flawed because all they've been chasing for the last five generations has been to close the gap to Qualcomm and Apple. That's it. 
mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that has been their primary goal um but finally i think now we're going to see some sort of alignment where they're trying to reassess and say okay look we don't want the course to be as fast we are going to try to build out the rest of the parts as well so i think a lot of that will tie into what we'll see on the s30 next year um so i think they will do better but hope so yeah it's just i mean if anything the s20 exynos version has showed us right and i mean i haven't used the note yeah. 20 but it's the same damn chipset that this strategy has not worked for samsung at all i mean Sam- samsung uses hate it so much they're putting up petitions to get rid of it yeah. so it's not only me right i mean from a business point of view it makes incredible sense just look at what they've done they yeah, yeah, adverse yeah. they don't even advertise exynos anymore like they just say it yeah. comes with an octocore chip that's it but that's it. they get to make a lot more money on one version versus the other and they're like hey most users don't even notice i mean that's the same that's the only reason the regular note 20 exists they're selling a fucking phone for 70000 that has like a polycarbonate back and 60 hertz refresh rate and no micro sd slot what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> hey on that note like on that note damn uh, dude <laughs> the note you're, 20 ultra on what? that note you're on yeah. it today man yeah yeah, yeah i don't know uh, in a good mood after a while uh the note 20 ultra so it's got a 120 hertz display but you cannot lock it to 120 nope. hertz at it's any adaptive. resolution it's always yep. adapter uh no on wkhd it doesn't work at all it's always it's yeah. to 60 oh, hertz oh shit they didn't so it's no. oh, for for only for full hd and below uh and it's adaptive uh, refresh rate similar to the ipad pro where it will only push those extra frames or ticks or whatever you want to call it when it requires it Basically, yeah, so that's that's actually very good and like that's interesting. This is, yeah. I think, this is the first uh, AMOLED panel on a phone with which has uh, completely unlocked frame rates, as in it's not tied into profiles. So, like, say if you're reading a <coughs> static web page, it'll go yeah. as low as one hertz, or if it has it, to, it'll vary between one to eleven hertz for video. It'll switch between twenty-four to one twenty if needed. For games, it'll switch between thirty to one twenty, depending on what the game is pushing. So, I is I I might be wrong, but this seems to be at least for the game. But it seems to be a little bit like uh, what do you call it? Uh, VSync on on GPUs. Uh, VSync is not yeah. V, I mean, not, the, not VSync. Uh, what, what's the the NVIDIA stuff which matches G-Sync. the frame rate to DLSS? G-Sync. 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 Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. G-Sync. DLSS and G-Sync both. both yeah. So the uh, G-Sync matches the monitor's frame rate to the game frame rate, right? Yeah. But what they're doing actually is more to deliver better battery life because that was abysmal on the S20 series, at least on the Exynos versions. So I think this was the only way they could have done some sort of battery optimization to make sure that users at least get a day's worth of use, mm-hmm. because that's like a core tenet of the mm-hmm. Nost line, right? Um yeah absolutely I just I just found it like interesting that uh, they've actually managed to do this uh it, it is very interesting first. because you don't need 120 hertz all the time uh, yeah. that actually waste I would say 90% time. of the time uh, I would like the option it. though yeah, I would like I mean, the option to lock it Yeah I mean I, manually yes but I think like so I was noticing that my OnePlus 8 Pro on 120 hertz I was losing a lot of battery life and I switched to 60 hertz I was like eh 
it didn't make a big difference to me because I really wasn't playing any game that pushed those kind of uh, frames. So it doesn't didn't really make a difference to me, to be honest. No, oh, well. Yeah, that's the thing. Although like, you know, everybody keeps on nitpicking. Oh, once you go like 90, once you go 120, you can't go back. Uh, I don't know, man. Sure, is it's better. Do I really honestly care when I'm just like browsing through Twitter? Nah, not no. really. I do. It makes a lot of difference. I, I read a lot of long form content on my phone. I really need a goddamn tablet. I don't know. Is the iPad Pro still available? Uh, uh, starting to get available, but yeah, it's not it's not readily okay. available. Un- unofficial unofficial sources to have them like yeah, in Delhi. Those guys. I can check from the place that I picked <laughs> it up from. Oh, I did yeah, not that... pay. I did not pay over MRP. So, okay, that's I, fine. I, I I do have to say that this uh, adaptive refresh rate, refresh rate will come handy for one purpose, which is uh, their partnership with Microsoft, uh, with Project X Cloud for game streaming. And if if I'm not saying it will, I'm saying if those games can run at higher frames, I think this phone will be perfect for it. Sad part is <laughs> this game. This phone is too damn big. Wait, too but that's big. all bollocks, right? X Cloud isn't launching in India now. I was just coming to that. For Indians, it doesn't mean shit because it's not coming to India. Yeah. But eventually it will. Eventually but isn't xCloud locked to 60 FPS? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. I haven't it, tried out the, it is. the beta, so I don't know. No, it has to be locked to 60. Because yeah, like, even Stadia is locked to 60. So even if the game is yeah. doing 30, they will still interpolate it to 60 FPS. Yep. Yeah. That doesn't translate well. We've seen that with Stadia. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, Microsoft, Cloud, Azure... Mm. But you never know. Maybe, maybe, maybe they want to push it higher. I don't know. It depends. It actually depends on how they um, tune their streaming service. Maybe. It's yeah, a I was excited for XCloud until the moment I read the list of launch countries, and I'm like, okay, fuck off. Same. Yeah, but it is India. supposed to come to India at some point this year. Like they're partnering with Geo for it. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. It was oh, announced shit, last year. Okay. Well, let's see then. So I think uh, that's the only use case that I think comes in really handy for that. So hey, we can actually. sum up the Note 20 series now. Don't buy the regular Note 20. Don't buy the Note 20 Ultra 5G. Buy the Note 30. Yeah, wait for the Note 30. <laughs> <laughs> buy the Note 20 Lite when that comes out. <coughs> yeah. I mean, at least, not the, at least not the Exynos version for sure. Oh, definitely yeah. not the Exynos version. I mean, you're better off buying the S20 once it'll go on sale <coughs> in a month or so. That's much better value. I mean, I really like the regular S20. That's the only mm-hmm. variant I got. And I like it. It The size is right. Oh, for fuck's sake. That's <laughs> what she said. Uh, and I like the design. And yeah, it works well. And what was it now? It launched at 70k. And I think they should have just stuck with the 4G only variants because I don't know why they put a 5G modem on the back of the Note 20 Ultra. I, I don't see the point of that at all. Not yeah. right now, at least. True. True that. Okay. Uh, I think that's enough about the Note series. Let's move on to our next topic, which is uh, the WeChat and TikTok ban in the US. Again, uh, pretty controversial. Uh, so for the readers, the Trump uh, pushed out an executive order which says, <laughs> what? No, what do you? Just... Fine, the Trump, Dolan Trump, whatever, Donald Trump. Yes, <laughs> Donald. Donald. Dolan, <laughs> Dolan Trump. <laughs> US President Donald Trump 
gave out an executive order that uh, TikTok and WeChat. Why am I talking like a newscaster? That TikTok yeah. and WeChat have to <laughs> exit the American market. Uh, and I I don't know the specifics of this, how they are doing this, but evidently TikTok has to sell its business to a US business. I don't In know. Days. Yeah, I don't know how a government can enforce that. Uh, but hey, it's America, the land of freedom and eagles. But <laughs> and Trump. And it's just Trump. so much. And the worst part about this, the most hilarious thing wasn't even that. It was big, it was that this guy was saying, oh, the US Treasury is going to get a big cut of the sale because <coughs> we initiated the transaction. I'm like, what fucking world are we living in? I think yeah, Trump I have... is living in the world where he's still selling ties. <laughs> hey, it's the <laughs> art steak. of the deal. It's the art of the deal. I don't um, know what the fucking art is here, but this is so <laughs> bullshit. Um, yeah. For some more Ima- context. Imagine right? if like uh, Modi comes in and says, hey, TikTok, you got to sell your business to Geo. Yeah, basically just Geo. <laughs> <laughs> Who else can buy them? But, uh, so, yeah, like, so, I, I, I mean, just before we get to the discussion phase... Uh, the background information is that, uh, yeah, like that they have to sell their business to, and Microsoft is in talks with TikTok to buy it out. They, <clears throat> Microsoft has said that they plan to close the deal by September 20th, which basically leaves TikTok five days to find another suitor if Microsoft doesn't buy it. Um, nobody knows what the fuck is going to happen to WeChat because WeChat is obviously not selling itself, but yeah, so WeChat is kind of fucked right now. But WeChat wait. is so fucked that Tencent lost $66 billion in market value in two days. That's so. okay. That'll bounce back. But about this TikTok thing, why the fuck would Microsoft want it? Like, it it doesn't play into their strategy at all. Over the last three, four years, they've diversified into the cloud, Office everywhere, now Xbox everywhere with that Game Pass bullshit that they've got going on, xCloud. It's all about putting their service everywhere. And now they're like, yeah, we'll do social networking with fucking TikTok. Yeah, they'll kill it in one year, man. It's that's it's fine. They're just going to kill it anyway. Actually, Twitter also approached them uh, as of today or yesterday, but I guess they don't have the funds for the evaluation TikTok has. Yeah. But I yeah, I mean the only only suitor and Apple flat out refused. Like fuck that shit. I'm not interested in this well, in this social media bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Kudos to them, man. At least that was the good. That was the right move because. See, there are a lot of things about these deals that just don't make sense. TikTok is only selling the US. I mean, ByteDance is only selling the US version of it. No, 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 no. So, Mi- so Microsoft is in talks to buy the US, well. Canadian, uh, UK, Canada, Australia, New UK, New Zealand. Yeah. But now evidently they're in talks to buy all of TikTok, like not just the segregated business units. But I then mean, if I would will the if China I... version still work? Because... The, TikTok is basically the China version, but English. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> but that's I mean, Microsoft has Microsoft has a presence in China, and even if they buy the Chinese version, I think uh, they'll just keep that as a separate entity. I think uh, TikTok as a as a app and all the data that they have and all the users they have and the advertising platform they've created, it is quite valuable in my opinion. Sure, we may not like uh, us three may not like the con- content on it because it doesn't really appeal to us, but. <laughs> Uh, it's still a very popular social media uh, platform that clearly everyone is upset about in in the US and even in India they're quite upset about it that's the thing like has there's been no confirmed report of any security 
lapse. Yeah. Yeah. There has That's been what they said today. Yeah. Yeah, there's been no confirmed report of any affiliation with the Chinese Communist Party. Uh in fact, TikTok is the only social network which is actually exposing its algorithm yeah. uh so that anybody can take a look at it and see that hey, they're not doing anything nefarious. So yeah. this is like Trump being vindictive because like this is happening literally 2 weeks after a whole bunch of tiktokers bought tickets for his rally and to to boycott the rally like he's been yeah. vindictive yeah, it, went, it, it went bust it's yeah. just absolute bullshit like there are so many that's just one part of it the second part is the fact that um tiktok if they were to sell how would they diverse how would they bifurcate that code base will bytedance continue to work on the china version because they are obviously not going to sell the china version because why would they so whatever microsoft ends up with what is that going to look like and also there's the <laughs> fact that the guy who runs tiktok worldwide used to was in line i forget the guy's name but he was in line to be the next disney ceo that didn't materialize so he switched over to tiktok and i think because he has that connections i think he also pushed for a sale or i don't know or he was amenable to a sale I think that also played a factor but it just does not make any sense that they would be forced to sell their app that's just you know what won't make sense if Stephen Elop becomes the chairman or the the CEO <laughs> of uh, TikTok oh that my god be... that's a name <laughs> that's a blast from the past <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i have no idea how they can do this but they are doing this uh interestingly uh there are other ramifications to this which i don't think <laughs> dolan trump ever thought of which is that uh <laughs> apple sells more iphones double the number of iphones in china than in the us and yeah. by by this ban by extension of this ban this basically means that apple cannot host wechat on its app store at all which basically means that nobody in china is going to buy an iphone because you cannot function in china without wechat Yep, yeah. absolutely true. We've been to China what like a dozen times and every time we go we are asked to install WeChat and we're added to a few threads there because that's what everyone uses in China to communicate. I mean, I have I haven't seen a single person using Cash over there since I've been there. Yeah. Uh, for at least 3-4 years, I mean, people would uh, rent bikes with it, buy yeah. alcohol with it. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the, the, the thing like everything. for the for the listeners like WeChat is not like you might think of WeChat as a chat platform but that is just a tiny little part of it. It is yeah. so ingrained into the Chinese way of life uh for payments at grocery stores for renting cycles for paying your taxi fare for buying train tickets for literally anything like literally anything that you want to do uh in the real world has a tie in with WeChat. So yeah. you cannot remove WeChat from from the Chinese way of doing things. Yeah, it's like possible. Paytm. It's like Paytm, but better in one app. And but much bigger what, than Paytm. And actually, I mentioned that China, there's no cash in China, right? But that doesn't mean that you get to use your Visa or Mastercard. They don't exist. Those systems don't exist. And in China, it's all just WeChat Pay and AliPay. That's it. So, yeah. without WeChat, you just cannot do anything. And the fact that they want to now ban WeChat is just absolutely crazy. I think it's just going to bite bite them really hard because it'll end up affecting a lot of businesses that Tencent does in the US as I'm sure Akshay will point out now all the gaming stuff and 
WeChat as a whole has like what 1.2 billion users across the world. Yeah. And so, so also to add So you got actually 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 uh, Harish you're quite right. A lot of people were worried when they announced WeChat plans. Everyone was worried that Epic is going to get banned, Blizzard is going to get banned, Ubisoft is going to get banned. Um basically all the popular games in the world League of Legends, all of these companies have major stakeholders from Chinese companies like Tencent and similar companies. and uh, spotify the gaming world everyone man and and it, and, and spotify as well i think they came through they like they reassured everyone it's not going to happen no tencent yeah. owns a tenth of spotify and huge chunk yeah, yeah. in the music and hollywood as well a lot of studios there yeah it's yeah, just, yeah and so that's the thing like and to add to those points uh, a lot of i don't think people understand the scale of wechat like outside of email it is literally the only real time communication platform between the outside world and china so now the entire chinese diaspora cannot communicate with their families If, okay forget that like maybe that's not as important for the government every single american corporation which yes, operates yes, yes. in china and yeah. literally everybody does because china is the business center also of the world like an equivalent partner in the world there is literally no other real time communication system with china other i, I mean yeah. the only fallback is email there's so no email in china because they never actually switched to email they went they just transitioned to instant messaging so yeah so literally every single business in the us is going to be affected by this which yeah. does business with china yeah. no us every business and Indian look at look at the likes all of them well, yeah, i mean look at the likes yeah, of like nike by effect yes like nike does massive business in china even adidas yep. right and even if, and audi audi sells more cars in china <laughs> than anywhere else in the world well it's not I mean, american but yeah i bought my air jordans from shenzhen from a legit nike store if you remember yeah yep. i mean it's funny that I mean, nike has bigger stores in china and parts of asia than the us you know what's funny they had size 13 in china and they don't have it in fucking india yeah well let's not talk about nike india because that'll just you're just a bad time but yeah, what i'm trying to say is that they had uh, shoes that i of my size and i can i can never find a, a pair of sneakers here that uh, nike india is an absolute you're big foot let's just move on you're just big yeah. foot hey big uh, so the final point here is it's interesting that microsoft was not called in for the antitrust hearings when well it's considered to be one of the big five tech brands now right and yeah. it's there's a lot of speculation that it is because of the fact that they are now trying to the government is trying to ink a deal with them so they're like okay we'll leave microsoft out of it that sort of bullshit <laughs> i mean this is being run like a fucking cartel man the it's f- the art of the deal i mean have you been to silicon valley it does look like a cartel not really the the weirdest part is you go to silicon valley it doesn't actually feel very high tech it's all it is not it, it, is not. it feels yeah. like a college town vibe everything not even weird. college town it feels like shibla it does it actually it feels run down man there's homeless people everywhere oh my god it's, it's absolutely crazy there, there are no decent roads there are no skyscrapers there's no place to walk there's no I mean the only city is probably uh, what is that one where there's a uh, near Cupertino not even Cupertino near Cupertino uh, Los uh, something I forget the name Los Gatos Los Gatos is no that's that is <laughs> headquarters no. and that's legit no. a village please yeah that is also crime ridden Los Santos 
Los Santos. No, actually, Los Gatos is one of the most expensive areas to live in. in Dude, Zaragoza. Los Santos. What, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> GTA, okay. right? Yeah. Oh, no, Los Gatos. That's the name. Los Gatos. I said Los Santos. Yeah. I, I said Los both. Yeah. Whatever. Los, anyway. Los, yeah. Los Monster. So, San Jose. There you go. <laughs> That's the only legit city there after but San Francisco. San Jose is further below. Yeah. Further yeah it's south. quite. That's what I'm saying. It's a fucking... <laughs> But, 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 that, but that's that's a separate city. That's yeah. like not even that's not even yeah. Delhi and Gurgaon. That's a separate fucking city. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. 50, 60 miles further south, man. Okay, leave it, say. leave it. That's like we Delhi and Meerut. Something like even for us, this is way off a different tangent. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, shit's going down, and the world will pay will pay for it. I'm I'm not understanding. So the most interesting post I read about this whole thing is how the US is basically fracturing the internet. China did it once with the Great Firewall and it's isolated itself, but now with the US trying to assert more control and the bill itself, what is it called? The Clean Internet Bill or some bullshit. Uh, It's basically bifurcating all these services and I don't know where things will end up. I don't know how China will retaliate. They don't need to. You've just uh, I mean, given kind everything. Of, yeah, they've also already just... blocked off everything. So, yeah. I mean, they've <laughs> probably protected themselves from a day like this by excluding themselves from the world internet. I think they did it. I mean, for for this purpose itself, that even if someone fucks around with us, we will have we will still have our own uh, ecosystem, and yeah, it's not going true. anywhere. That's no, but that's true. the thing. They've they've saturated their own market, so they need other markets <clears throat> to grow. Yeah. Yeah. To sell stuff. I was reading that WeChat has like 19 million users in the US. That's like a huge number. Yeah. I mean, for the US. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, look at the US. Rook, like, rookie uh, numbers. That's like Delhi and Noida and Gurgaon combined. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Delhi has what, 10 million people, right? Yeah. But yeah, I'm just maybe, figuring huh, it out. No, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. Meanwhile, China has... The world is getting fucked, and China has started blocking uh, PLS 1.3 encrypted traffic. Yeah, that sucks. So, yeah. Well, good luck to everybody traveling to China. Well, nobody's traveling to China right now. Yeah. Nobody's traveling to anywhere right now. I feel like next time I'm just going to get like a burner phone. Because (laughs) what else am I going to get? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can just open your cupboard, man. You'll have plenty of them right now. Yeah, I'll take as the Redmi Note have 3. A, as long as you don't have a Note 7, that would be a real burner phone. <laughs> Dude. Dude. You're on fire right now. I'm Speaking on fire of, uh, talking about burner phones. I'm on fire. <laughs> Shit. Sorry, that Technically, was a it was the phone. Yeah, that was been, a bad one. Yeah, it's been a long week. It's been a long weekend and it's been a long I mean, week. the week has just started, Dhruv. Yeah, it, we're on literally... We're recording this on a Monday night. Yeah. Yeah, it's just been a long few weeks, man. Uh, okay, yeah. moving on to the next topic. I think enough of shitting on Dolan. Um, <laughs> the unapologetic <laughs> gadget podcast. <laughs> hey, we did say we are unapologetic. And Let me tell you one thing, guys. None of us had an ounce of alcohol right now. <laughs> this is just pure energy right now. Oh, yeah. man, imagine if we did this drunk. 
we will the day this shit opens up right when the pandemic is solved we three are going to get together have a few drinks and record an episode yes. fuck it it doesn't have to be about anything we'll just fucking talk shit yeah yes then we'll share with donald drunk <laughs> donald drunk <laughs> <laughs> okay uh what do we have next we have pixel 4a and how google is fucking india oh great <laughs> this is uh, this is harish's uh, harish's uh, title for a story he's working on no i already wrote this story last week but then i had to change it from fucking india to fucking the world or something like that because this strategy makes no sense anymore google never really had like a coherent strategy to start with but now with the 4a and the announcement of the 5 series they just showed that they really don't give a fuck about the hardware business their main goal is to get android and their services on as many devices as possible and they've kind of achieved that so they are like saying fuck it we're going to do whatever the fuck we want we're going to announce as many fucking phones we want and we're not going to bring any of those fucking phones to india deal with it the second largest smartphone <laughs> market in the world I mean the 4A yeah. is coming to India at some point but then does it even matter at that point I don't no. know like this phone was supposed to come out in May and yeah yeah like 7 months 6 months delayed like who even gives a shit at that point and it's not going to be the, a cheap phone that's the main issue here the Pixel 4A is coming to India in October mid October or something and it costs 350 dollars in the US but it's not so going to be that much in India, India. 550 in India yeah around 1 100 to 150 more so 500 dollars so what is that more than 40000 so around yeah, 40000 PlayStation 5 that's a PlayStation 5 fuck there's some context <laughs> right there <laughs> i mean so no yeah, matter 40, how good 000. the camera is would you spend just about like 40000 rupees for a Pixel 4a i don't know man like especially since the camera is literally the same as the Pixel 3 i would rather just buy that or buy a buy a second hand Pixel 3 Or and buy a goddamn camera. camera. Just buy like a standalone camera. Yeah, yeah. Because it makes no sense. Fuji Film X100V. Yeah, they've. What Google has done is basically killed off the Pixel 4a in India, two months before the damn thing actually launches here. Because with the 3a, at least they've launched it at the same time, and it went on sale. You had all these cashback bullshit going on. It was a decent enough option, but with this, the market has gotten even more value-driven with the Nord. Like, look how enticing a value that is. And if you want a decent camera, there are decent options now, right? With the Mi 10 series, that also has a good enough camera. Well, not Pixel level, but so good, good enough, man. It's yeah, good enough for like 99% of the users. Like, I mean, we look at it as critics. Nobody gives a shit about like if it's slightly oversaturated, man. Yeah. And then look at what you lose out on with the Pixel 4a. Like there's a 730. It's good enough for day-to-day use. It's very well optimized, but it's not a flagship chipset by any margin. And you're getting us a regular 60 hertz panel. There's far too many things that are missing out for something that's launching. I mean, it's still a decent deal in the US for 350, but 40,000 in India, fucking hell. No, so here's the and thing. You know that, and, and you know the value is going to drop down like in two months' time. Absolutely, it'll be nothing. No, so here's the thing. Like, I I love the phone. I really like that phone. Just not at the price that it's going to come to India. Um, all said and done, like the 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 gap in the capabilities in the camera. Like astrophotography mode is great. You can you can't do astrophotography in ninety percent of India. Yep. Night sight is great, but 
I would say like at least 60 to 70 percent of the phones that are selling in India do a reasonable night mode now, especially at that price point, that it's no longer as big an upsell. And what you're losing out in comparison, it's just a non-starter. It is. I love the Pixel series. I mean, in terms of just talking about me personally, I love the fact that Google is at least working on what it knows best, software optimization. I like that part, but when it comes to recommending these phones, I would not do so again because I've been burned by recommending the Pixel 2 XL and then the 3 XL and then the 3A and now all those guys are waiting to upgrade and then the Pixel 4 never came to India because of solely bullshit and Google is willfully ignoring India for the Pixel 5. They're just saying, "Oh, there's no 5G in India. We're not going to sell the damn phone in the country along with the Pixel 4A 5G." So, what the fuck? That's just bullshit. Like, I mean, yeah. it's everybody selling 5G phones in india like and that just doesn't make sense and yeah. from like from a very different point of view you know that entire upsell of like 3 years of updates oneplus is doing 3 years of updates hex samsung is doing 3 years of updates now uh realme is fantastic with updates like yep. they're, they're like right on point with the monthly security updates so yep. it's no longer as big a deal it's not and that is the biggest story here that samsung is actually getting on 3 years of updates because that basically means that google achieved what it want what it wanted to do with hardware get yeah. other brands to up their game and they have done so i mean i would only recommend a pixel 4a to an influencer because uh, they need good pictures for their social media <laughs> and what not but then again they'll probably get it for free from google anyway because those are the only target audience in india so i don't know man it's so frustrating every time i see google's hardware uh, products it's just i don't know first they don't treat india as with the same level of attention as they do other markets and that is annoying because when you see google in india with the software stuff they're fucking everywhere i mean their brand recall is next to only what samsung right Mm-hmm. in terms of where they're positioned so i don't understand why they can't just launch the fucking things in india their entire hard- hardware suit i mean forget I mean, about not being a market there's not enough of a market and all that but they can at least try they're fucking google they have more money than everyone else put together yep it's just that they really don't want to take that risk i think that's the i think it's the risk that is keeping them away from launching their all of their hardware stuff in india I mean we get a pixel we didn't even get a pixel until pixel 4a which is also delayed. I'll personally love the 3 3XL to be honest uh, especially that white white orange one that we got to look in you know, the white back phone and the orange button I love that pixel. And I love the fact that it can take incredible pictures but that is not enough in 2020 to sell a phone especially yeah. if it's not even flagship flagship uh, hardware. And the fact that it's delayed and the fact that I know for a fact that the, the moment it goes on sale in India it's going to be $250 during Black Friday in the US I'll probably just ask a friend for you know to buy it for me from there you know yeah. get it sometime later Yeah I mean that's the thing But, yeah. I mean <coughs> right now if Google decided to manufacture the phone in India they're opening themselves up to a huge market 25000 rupees I would hands down recommend this phone over the Nord yep. I would 100% 100% Yep uh, and that's the thing like I don't know if they're being risk averse or if they're just being stupid about it but they could ve- I mean with all the government subsidies in place right now they could very easily manufacture in India and export to the world and get rid of the entire China angle as well. 
and that's the thing right everyone loves google in india the government loves google they do like a ton of initiatives with the government so it's not like they won't have access it's not like they can talk to the government and get a better incentive they absolutely can it's yeah, just maybe. i don't understand the fact that they're just being so risk averse in the country that's just something maybe. that makes no sense to me maybe not give 5 fucking billion dollars to geo and set up a fucking manufacturing plant in india that would actually be more profitable than investing in something that i don't even know if it's going to turn profit anytime soon so yeah i mean they could have easily done that it's not that they don't have the money to do that it's not that they don't invest money in india they do it's just that they're not investing in themselves no it feels like they lack direction more than anything else more I than mean, the drive to make products more than anything there's no there's no coherent we've we've discussed co- this before i yeah. mean the hardware team doesn't talk to the software team and there's no direction there i'm pretty sure there's no direction in in leadership at times and it's the same problem throughout the board and you can see that with the with the abysmal launch of 4a that we don't even know i mean i don't even know it's what's the point of launching in india to be honest just fucking skip it you you skip the 4 anyway might as well skip the 4a no the point that made me really irritated was when they said that the pixel 5 and 4a 5g aren't coming to india because of lack of 5g i'm like what the fuck like it was one thing to not launch a phone because they couldn't get the requisite that's uh, sign off that, on the solely i call that pr talk man they just didn't have a reason that's all i'm going to say yeah i mean the statement I mean, also was the same as last year i mean okay let's let's think of it like this if it's uh okay hypothetically if it's $700 in the us with the snapdragon 765g uh it will probably have a telephoto <laughs> lens it will have a reasonable screen it will it might have a 120 hertz screen it might not with google you never know what else do you think they could add to it Uh, let's be it. realistic if it's google that, so that's i mean that's like as much as google is willing to put in on the hardware side because they've yeah. never believed in adding raw hardware yeah as so the differentiator here so yeah since we already know it's a 765g uh which basically means that in india it's going to be at least a 900 dollar phone at a minimum so that's 70, like 65 to 70000 rupees yep yeah nobody's spending 70000 rupees on that phone no chance so i, I think, mean we're yeah. telling we're so literally telling people not to spend 70000 bucks on the note 20 ultra you're definitely not going to recommend people so yeah so actually you're right like it's pr speak they know they're not going to sell 5 units of the pixel 5 so why bother yeah yeah so. it's just that that's what i don't understand about this strategy i mean they have everything to man To, in order to understand the strategy there first needs to be one i don't think there is a strategy there at all yeah. I mean, it's clear now we yeah, have we have true. speculated enough but after this we can just say that india is not the priority and that's the strategy <laughs> but that's the thing like how is india not a priority i'm not even being like an ass about it if you're selling a phone india has to be a priority it is a yeah. humongous market if you are all about economy scale right if you are about economy scale and if you want to if you want to target the mass market and you want to turn a profit india has to be part of that plan it's simple as that for any phone company in the damn world and if india is not part of that plan then i mean you're google you're shit not selling in china anyway because you're banned there so literally this world's second largest smartphone market in the world is your should be your starting point and us is not particularly known for buying phones the way indians do especially for a phone that could be budget friendly 
yeah but yeah i mean i mean i mean it's just it's just ridiculous to be that google is trying to capture a market when there is one market hungry for their phones yeah like That's this true, is like understand. defeatism like they've given up before even trying yep and like we've got i mean razor sells their phones here right no. 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 I mean, Black no. Shark did. Black, Black Shark did. Like, Black, Black Shark, Shark did. took a gamble on India. Like, come yeah. on, Google. Like, seriously. Oh, no. Black, the fact Black, that they're Black not even willing to take that gamble. That is the most irritating part. Black here. Shark was an incredible failure. And there's some inside stuff that I'm going to tell you guys after this uh, call because uh, I can get into legal trouble. But yeah, I'll tell you about it after this call. Mm, pays to be friends with Akshay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry guys, you can't. But yeah, uh, that was a that was yeah. a that was a Beep, big censor moment Gosh. here while Akshay tells us all the secret shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I think time for our final topic for the week, uh, which is Huawei is running out of Pringles. I seriously don't know anything about this, so please, you guys take over. So uh, today it came out that uh, Huawei told Associated Press that they are running out of chipsets, which means they will not be able to make any more phones from mid-September onwards. Next well, month. yeah, that's not true. Um, so what's actually going on is they're setting the strategy for 2021. They have enough Kirin chipsets for 12 to 18 months based mm-hmm. on... Uh, manufacturing schedules at TSMC and all that. Uh, they knew six months before it was made public that they were going to be cut off. So they have enough high-end Kirin chipsets that will go into their next flagship, the Mate 40 series. And they're basically going to run out sometime next year. So they've already transitioned to MediaTek for their entry-level and some of the mid-tier stuff. And now they're looking at high-end for 2021. And... Qualcomm is their savior from the looks of it. Yeah, they went to whoever's concerned uh, for the ban order on Huawei and Qualcomm went, please, basically asking them, please let us fucking sell our chips to them. Basically, that was the whole case. Yeah, the first, well, they also signed patent, the patent deal with Qualcomm, right? They were the last manufacturer that did so, so, I mean, that was left, so that paved the way for them to get orders from I mean take orders from Qualcomm or wait Mm -hmm. for them to take designs from Qualcomm anyway Qualcomm may end up selling their chipsets their high-end chipsets to Huawei and that's going to be a win for Qualcomm it'll be a win for Huawei as well because they'll still make high-end phones in 2021 how long till there's like an antitrust lawsuit against Qualcomm oh my god (laughs) that that should have been there I think they did local deals with each market to make some of those problems go away, particularly with China and Korea. Mm. Um, I think they were hit with one in the US earlier this year. Don't know how that's going to turn out. I mean, on one hand, like I kind of don't get this. Like, they <coughs> invested in technology, so they're big. You know, maybe if somebody else had invested the same amount... MediaTek chipsets are genuinely not as good as Qualcomm chipsets, which is why they don't sell as much. So, yeah. I mean, there's that, it's not, it kind of ties into what we talked about last week as well, right? Like, it's also a bit of an eth- ethical dilemma because 
Facebook is a monopoly, but that's because they've made the tools uh, which have made them a monopoly. Like people like those tools, people use those tools. Nobody's forced yeah. to use Facebook, but people do use Facebook. So like, how do you even define that this is a monopoly or it's not? Um, I think we'll find out once somebody actually takes them to court because it's it's crazy their business model is unique because you're not licensing just the chipset by its cost you're also licensing the cost varies based on how much the overall unit the overall device the phone retail value and they've had to make some changes to that licensing model but they still get a huge chunk of money particularly with the 5g stuff because nobody pushed 5g as hard as qualcomm right they were the driving force behind 5g rolling out in 2020 at least in select markets because they went all in on that time thing so i think for now qualcomm is doing great they've they've posted record earnings i think they're on track to do i mean continue that momentum so let's see how things shake up next year Harish you've, I'm pretty sure you've heard about that rumor right that Nvidia is in talks to buy ARM yeah that's not going to get anywhere no <coughs> no regulatory <coughs> body but hypothetically if that happens shit can change man for everybody no not really I mean everyone licenses ARM it's not like uh, it's not like Qualcomm is going to be affected and uh, sure a few years down the line ARM designs may change to favor Nvidia but then yeah, NVIDIA doesn't it's... have the skill set to make chipsets uh, on par with Qualcomm. That'll, that's at least like, what, six, seven years ago, away. Like I said, it's not just the course, right? It's all the other bits that go on it too. Yeah, we and saw Nvidia that with Tegra, right? We saw that with Tegra, where yeah. they failed spectacularly. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I mean, even if NVIDIA buys out ARM hypothetically, it's not as if they're going to cut off that entire licensing business because that is a huge source of revenue. It just makes zero yeah. sense. They're not going to do that. And yeah, That's I mean, like sure. Like, NVIDIA will just continue licensing the same shit from them. I mean, well, not licensing it, but yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah the design. analogy, yeah, the analogy would be uh, Amazon buying Apple and deciding not to sell iPhones anymore. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that, Something like yeah, that. that. I mean, nobody. I mean, nobody is in a position to buy Apple, but still. I mean, I, 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 even like if they decide to do that, what would be the end game? That like suddenly, like overnight, Nvidia becomes the sole provider of mobile phone chipsets. That's not going to happen. No, it's not. I'm. It doesn't make sense. This deal. I have no idea. SoftBank clearly wants to sell them, because well, they need the cash. They're hurting for it. So. Um, I don't think there's a good player to buy them right now. At least if somebody had to buy them, it would have to be someone that doesn't actually make chipsets. And that rules. Microsoft. (laughs) Oh my God. No, please. Facebook. Facebook. Oh my God. If Facebook bought arm. Oh fuck. Oh God. No. Now we're getting into a dystopian universe. Yeah. Wow. That would be something entirely that would be a disaster yeah facebook portals like it'll be called the portal chip running on your phone <laughs> with a okay. facebook oh rootkit installed all the blue anyway. in the world 
Yeah, interesting times in the semiconductor industry though with Intel bowing out of 7nm and TSMC doing things in the US where they're now saying, "Oh yeah, we're going to invest in a huge fab in the US." Yeah, and all the shit that's going on with Huawei. Yeah, going to be very interesting where all this leads, man. Because if we didn't have all the coronavirus nonsense to deal with, everyone's yeah, I was about to say things. apart from all the other bullshit that's happening. It's like, oh yeah, their things aren't fucked up enough already, so let's make them even worse. Yeah. I swear to god, man, this year has been awful. Yeah. It's like one thing after another, you know, it just never never ends. Yeah, and man. My I mean, refund. Okay. First of all, all I mean, uh, my condolences to everyone who's affected, but then they, this week has last week was this week last week was relentless, man. I mean, there was a bomb going off in Beirut. plane crashing in india it's just not stopping yeah imagine if somebody wrote a book uh, detailing some detailing this stuff and we read it 10 years ago and we'd be like man this is some next level shit i think if i t- if i tell my kids in the future oh by the way 2020 was by far the worst year in man- mankind's history like fuck you man what the hell are you talking about and then if i tell him all the stuff that's happening and show him videos of all the stuff that's been happening he'll probably wish they never was born <laughs> or oh, she was never born <laughs> you yeah, know i mean that's kind of true like realistically i don't think there's never been one collective year where like so much shit has gone gone down like we had the i mean we had the, the uh, exception exception being the two world wars but yeah no but then that's the thing no. like that was one thing like it was a war like here yeah. Yeah. every month something new is like new shit is going down while there's this overwhelming cloud of shit all over us yeah <coughs> it started with the kobe bryant death and look where we are yeah. you forgot about that didn't you Damn. yeah <laughs> yeah i did ah <laughs> there you go see so much shit has happened that we forgot kobe bryant died a few months ago god damn what a year eh <laughs> yeah yep. Well, okay. we are ending the we are ending this thing on a fun <laughs> note. <laughs> Any final words, Harish? Uh, don't buy the Note Twenty in India because it's shit. <laughs> Any final words, Akshay? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, don't buy the Note Twenty because it's shit, and play games. Yeah, Register okay. for WeChat. Oh shit! It's banned. It's been banned in India already. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, I'll 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 fine. end on a funny note. Uh, when you mentioned that time is linear earlier on in the podcast, that reminded me of this hilarious quote that is often misattributed to Groucho Marx. But the quote is, uh, "Time flies like an arrow, but fruit flies like a banana." <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> All right, guys. With that, this was episode twenty-four of the Untitled Gadget Podcast. Hope you have a great week ahead. Please stay safe, keep your masks on, practice social distancing, and yeah, have a great week ahead. Bye. Ciao. And. <laughs>